Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Evansville Baptist Church. It's so good to have you all here with us this morning. A bunch of smiling faces this morning. What a beautiful Sunday that we're going to have today. A beautiful, sunny, sunny Sunday. And so good to have you all here with us this morning. Uh, what a wonderful time it is to come on a Sunday morning and open up God's Word together and open up the hymn book and sing praises to our God. Amen. What a wonderful time this is. Uh, speaking of uh, lifting our voices in song, let's open our hymn books together. We'll turn to hymn number 295. Hymn number 295 in your hymn books. Let's stand together and we'll sing hymn number 295. Revive us again. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last of hymn number 295. We praise thee, O God, for the Son of thy love, for Jesus who died and is now gone above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. On that second verse, sing it out. We praise thee, O God, for the spirit of light who has shown us our Savior and scattered our night. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. Sing it out on that last verse this morning. Revive us again. Fill each heart with thy love. May each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. Amen. What a wonderful song. Brother Jim, would you please open us in a word of prayer? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I have a few announcements for us this morning. If you have your bulletins with you, a lot of these announcements uh, will be in the inside cover of your bulletins. I do want to make mention, though, uh, coming up in just a few months, I know we're announcing it early, uh, but I want us to be able to put this on our calendars and get ready for it. Uh, we're having our Worldwide Evangelism Conference coming up in November. Uh, it's, I know it's about three or four months away at this point, but I want us to put it on our calendars and remember to uh, set these days aside. It's going to be a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, we have two special speakers that are going to be coming for that, uh, one of whom was, I believe, a missionary to Peru uh, for almost 20 years, very knowledgeable about missions. Uh, he's now teaching at a Bible college in, in Indiana, and uh, he's agreed to come and be our keynote speaker for that Sunday. Uh, and then I've got a wonderful gentleman, uh, um, 
John Adkins and his wife will be coming and he'll be preaching for us on that Friday night and Saturday night to kind of uh, get us prepared and get us ready for uh, devoting uh, a lot of attention to missions. And uh, uh, we, it's so wonderful. We've got our missions cards. If you don't have one, I'd, I'd uh, encourage you to get one. It's our missions card. It's got all of our missionaries' names on it. Uh, be praying for them, please. Uh, be praying for our missionaries. They are out uh, at a foreign field somewhere doing something for God. And uh, we are supporting a few uh, retirees right now that are helping translate the Bible into different languages. And uh, just wonderful, wonderful people uh, who are devoted and devoting their whole lives to serving God. And please be praying for them. Uh, but I want to get us to get excited about missions. So that's why we're having this conference in November. Uh, I would like to remind everybody as well. Uh, I believe it's on our website. But if you uh, would like to help with the conference, if you'd like to help uh, us get the, the finances that we need to put everything together, uh, you can just put on your, on, on your offering envelope. Uh, just put WWEC 2023. Uh, if you put that on your offering envelope, that will go directly into the fund for that event, and it'll help us to uh, pay for anything that needs to, to happen. I know we're wanting to uh, get some flags and get some material and things like that, uh, so if you would like to help with that, just put that on your offering envelope and, and help with that. Of course, those nights will be taking up uh, love offerings for our special speakers, and uh, I'm very excited about this event. I put it on your calendar, please, and, and please remember that. Again, the dates for that are November 3rd through 5th this of this year, and uh, please add that to your calendar. Uh, August 24th, we will be having our monthly ladies fellowship right here at the church at noon. That is uh, coming up here soon, uh, but August the 24th, I want to remind everybody about that, and, and I believe that's going to be a salad. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of salads there, so all the ladies are making salads, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, again, that is uh, Thursday, August the 24th, right here at the church at 12 o'clock. That'll be right here at the church at noon. Um, so then we also have that Saturday then. Uh, we have, is, am I on the wrong date there? It's the week before that, isn't it? The 17th, I apologize, it's the third Thursday. I put it on the fourth Thursday, I apologize for that. Uh, rewrite that in your head. I didn't say the 24th, just we'll, we'll rewind and we'll replay that as the 17th. I apologize for that. So, but that is August the 17th at 12 o'clock, and that'll be a wonderful time for the ladies. And then the next week after that, uh, on Saturday, we have our Super Saturday Soul Winning. I would highly encourage you, if you're able to come to that, come and be a part of that. We have uh, a group, normally, I think last week we had a group of about six who came and went out and actually knocked on doors. We got this whole street down here done, uh, and then this street as well, all the way down to Highway 46. We got a good chunk done, and we got to speak to many people about the gospel, and uh, just a wonderful time that is. I pray that you'd be, if you're able to come, please join us on the 26th for Super Saturday Soul Winning. If you're not able to, or if you're not comfortable to go out knock on and knocking on doors, we do have a group that stays back here and, and we'll pray for those who are out. We desperately need your prayers as we go out and knock on doors and present the gospel to people. Uh, we desperately need your prayers. So if you're able to, and you're not able to go out and knock on doors, please come still and stay here and pray for those 
who are out knocking on doors. Uh, we desperately need those prayers. And of course, the times for that are at 10 o'clock. We'll be here uh, just for some fellowship together. Uh, 10 o'clock on that Saturday morning, we'll have donuts and coffee ready to get our energy up and ready to go out and knock on some doors. And then right around 1030, uh, I'll give a quick charge to everybody and then we'll get out there uh, and start knocking on doors and giving out tracts. And uh, my goal for this time is to finish up this street right here, right in front of the church, all the way down to the stop sign. And I want to get from this stop sign all the way down to the lights down here. That's the goal for this one. It's a large goal to meet. Uh, but if we get a large enough group, we'll be able to get that knocked out. No problem uh, whatsoever. So if you're able to come to that, I would highly appreciate that. And I know uh, that the Lord will see that. And the Lord will bless your efforts as you come out and help with that. And um, again, as I was saying earlier, please don't forget to grab um, one of those mission prayer cards. If you don't have one, they, we do have some, I believe, on the back counter, correct? So we got some of those in the back counter, as well as music practices. Uh, I know I want to I hit on this this morning uh, because I want to make sure that we're, uh, we all understand what's going on here. We do have, if you're involved in the music program, if you're involved uh, in any type of singing, if you're part of a ladies group or a, uh, the Evansville Chorus or a duet or a, a solo, if you're involved in that, uh, please go to the back counter. We've got a stack of, of updated music schedules that'll tell you when you're singing, what song you're singing, and what dates you'll be practicing. Uh, so that is on the back counter. And again, if you are scheduled for a practice, please be there for that practice, even just a few minutes beforehand, so that you can get your music ready and begin uh, to practice for that. There is going to be practice tonight. I believe it's the ladies, uh, ladies group is going to come together, and they're going to practice, I believe that's tonight at 530 so please, ladies, if you are involved in the ladies' group, the ladies' singing group, please be here at 5.30 tonight. And uh, again, if you need one of those, uh, they, we do have them on the back counter if you need that. And I've got anniversaries and birthdays here, but I don't have any anniversaries for this month. Nobody got married this month. I don't have anything for you. But I've got three birthdays. I've got three birthdays this month, and I know we sang to them last week, but uh, I wasn't here, so I didn't get to sing to them. And I think we've got one who's been trying to kind of slip our attention and trying to kind of fly under the radar and, and not tell us that he has a birthday this month. Uh, but Derek Doss has a birthday on August 1st that nobody told us about for some reason. Uh, he, he, he let us just go by without ever singing happy birthday to us. Is it our voices? Is it something with our voices? Is it just, are we that bad that you just don't want us to sing to you? Oh, I'm offended now. I'm just, I'm just offended, brother. Now, we'll, so we'll sing to Brother Derek. And Miss Jamie has a birthday on August the 6th. Well, it was last week. So I say she has, but she had a birthday on August the 6th as well as Mrs. Harris had a birthday on August 6th as well. And sadly, I was sick that day. So on her birthday, Mrs. Harris spent the day taking care of her sick husband. So I, I apologize. We're, I'll, I'm making it up to her slowly as we go through the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so let's sing happy birthday to these three this morning. They're all here with us. Wonderful. Amen. Well, let's sing it together. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Well, they got wonderful birthdays, and I'm glad we got to recognize those today. I don't get to sing happy birthday enough. I just got to... I got to belt it out. I got to, at least I didn't go falsetto or anything. So I didn't do that. 
Well, I think that's all I've got for announcements this morning. Let's get our hymn books back out. We'll turn to hymn number 299, just a few pages over. Rescue the Perishing, a great charge for us for this morning. Let's sing it together. You can remain seated as we sing hymn number 299, Rescue the Perishing. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last of hymn number 299. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying, snatch them in pity from sin and the grave. Weep for the erring one, lift up the fallen, tell them of Jesus the mighty to save. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying, Jesus is merciful. Jesus will save on that second verse. Though they are slighting him, still he is waiting, waiting the penitent child to receive. Plead with them earnestly, plead with them gently. He will forgive if they only believe. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful, Jesus will save. On that last verse, sing it out this morning. Rescue the perishing, duty demands it. Strength for labor the Lord will provide. Back to the narrow way, patiently win them. Tell the poor wanderer a Savior has died. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful, Jesus will save. Amen. What a great charge for us this morning to go out into all the world and to rescue those who are perishing, those who are dying, uh, and those uh, who are going to hell without anybody to ever tell them about the wonderful news and the wonderful grace of Jesus uh, that we have in this wonderful book. Amen. Well, let's get our bulletins out. On the inside left uh, of your bulletin, we have our song of the month. We'll sing it together. I don't know if we sang it last week. I don't know if, uh, if we knew the song yet, but uh, the song is titled, His Name is Wonderful. Uh, he has a wonderful name, doesn't he? Our Lord and Savior. And uh, we're going to sing about it this morning. We'll sing it through twice this morning to give us a chance to learn it. His name is wonderful. Let's sing it together. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. Jesus, my Lord. He is the mighty King, Master of everything. His name is wonderful, Jesus my Lord. He's the great Shepherd, the Rock of all ages, almighty my Lord. Let's sing it one more time together. His name 
name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. Jesus, my Lord, he is the mighty King, Master of everything. His name is wonderful, Jesus, my Lord. He's the great shepherd, the rock of all ages. What a wonderful, wonderful name that is. At this time, we're going to have our offering. I'd ask our ushers to please come forward at this time. Uh, Brother Jim, if you want to come, Brother Allen. This is our time that we get to give back to God as he has given to us. Uh, this is our time that we get to be faithful to him uh, in our giving. If you're visiting with us today, we do not expect anything from you. We just hope you get a blessing from being in the service today. Uh, but those of you who are regulars, better open up your wallet. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> We thank you for being with us today. But again, this is our time that we just get to give back to God. Uh, we're so thankful for everything that God gives to us. It's just a little bit that we get to give back to him. Uh, Brother Allen, would you please ask the blessing on the offering? Dear Heavenly, gracious Father, Lord, it's an honor and privilege to come into your house today, Lord. Thank you for this day, and we thank you for your love you have for us, Lord. Now, at this time, we come to you. Amen. While they're taking the offering, welcome each other to the service. Welcome each other. Welcome, welcome. Hello. getting back to our seats, I'd ask everybody to please stand as we open up our Bibles, and we're going to have our scripture reading at this time, if you'd please stand with me. John chapter number four is where we will be at today. If you'd open your Bibles with me, turn to John chapter number four. We'll, be, we'll read verses five through 15. We've got a few verses to read today, uh, but if you'll read with me, what we'll do is we'll read this responsively, meaning I will begin on verse number five, and you all will read with me on verse number six, and we will do that so on and so forth, all the way down through verse number 15. John chapter number four, verse number five is where we'll begin. 
John chapter 4, verse number 5. And again, let's stand together as we read uh, the Word of God. John chapter number 4, beginning in verse number 5. I'll read verse number 5, and if you'll begin with me on verse number 6, we'll read responsively all the way down through verse 15. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sichar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There, came, there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. And the well is deep, from whence, thou hast, from whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And let's read all together on verse 15. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. You may be seated. Thank you. Let's turn one final time in our hymn books to hymn number 294. Hymn number 294 in your hymn books, Set My Soul Afire, should be a prayer that we pray every day. Lord, set my soul afire. We'll sing all three verses of hymn number 294. Set my soul afire, Lord, for thy holy word. Burn it deep within me. Let thy voice be heard. Millions grope in darkness in this day and hour. I will be a witness. Fill me with thy power. Set my soul afire, Lord. Set my soul afire. Make my life a witness of thy saving power. Millions grope in darkness waiting for thy word. Set my soul afire, Lord. Set second verse set my soul afire Lord the lost in sin give to me a passion as I seek to win help me not 
prayer that should be every day in our life, that God would make us a witness and that he would turn our life into a testimony uh, that'd be usable for him. Amen. At this time, we'll have special music. Mrs. Harris and I will have some special music. Amen. Yep. She'll cheer us on through the whole song, so... Down memory lane, a past not long ago, Satan came by my side, making me feel low. He brought up all the hurt and pain when I had gone astray. He wanted to discourage me as I walked along life's way. He said, you're undeserving, cause I know where you've been. I have a record of your life when you were bound in sin. I know your darkest secrets that you would never tell. What makes you think you don't deserve a place with me in hell? I heard the old accuser, and this was my reply. You're right for all the things I've done. I sure deserve to die. My righteousness is filthy rags. My goodness is unclean. There's only one thing I can say to what you've said to me. 
It's under the blood. Oh, praise his dear name. I'm not what I used to be. My life has been changed. Not shackled by sin and shame. I've already gone. I'm happy reminding him it's under the blood. Many times I've stumbled along this earthly way. I've failed a thousand times before, for that I am ashamed. I'm sorry for the things I've done. The Lord could hear my cry, but I rejoice to hear his voice. This was his reply. Victory was given when I was born again. He washed my stained and sinful past that brought new life within. No longer do I bear the mark that sin had brought my way with happiness and peace of mind praise god i now can say it's under the blood oh praise his dear name i'm not what i used to be my life has been changed not shackled by sin it's already gone. I'm happy reminding him it's under the blood. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can under the blood oh praise his dear name i'm not what i used to be my life has been changed not shackled by sin and shame it's already gone i'm happy reminding him it's under the blood i'm happy reminding under the blood. Amen. Aren't you glad that it's under the blood this morning? Amen. Nothing that I could have done and nothing that I did myself, but I'm so glad that our Savior died on that cross to pay for my sins so many years ago. And He made a way so that I can truly say it's under the blood. There's nothing that I've done in my past. There's nothing I can do in my future that can change the fact that my sins are now under the blood. Amen. I hope you remember the day that Jesus, when Jesus came by and washed your sins away and covered your sins in the blood of Jesus. When we're, uh, we're going to start a little, or we're, in a little bit, we're going to have our Lord's Supper. It's going to be a time that we get to remember about the broken body of Jesus. 
And when we get to remember uh, about the shed blood that he spilled on that cross uh, for me, I pray that you remember that time. I pray that you never forget uh, what Jesus has done for you. I want to bring to you, I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, about Zacchaeus. When Jesus passed by, I spoke about that just a few weeks ago, and I'm going to kind of continue it a little bit today, speaking about when Jesus passed by. This is part two of when Jesus passed by. He's passed by in many people's lives. I remember the day that he passed by in my life. I recollected the story. Uh, I, I recalled the story uh, a couple of weeks ago when I preached about Zacchaeus. I won't recall it again for you tonight. I say it many times, but I remember the day when Jesus passed by in my life. And I sure hope each and every one of you remembers that day when Jesus passed by in your life. And what a wonderful day that was. We read about it earlier. I'll read it again for you. But what a wonderful day in the life of this lady when Jesus passed by. He says early on in the passage uh, of Scripture that uh, we didn't read this part, but he said, I must needs go through Samaria. He knew that that woman was going to be at the well, and he said, I must go by. I must pass by in her life. I've got to do this. This has got to happen. This is something that needs to take place. What a wonderful day for that woman when Jesus passed by in her life. We'll read about it a little bit later, but it didn't just stop with her. It went on and began to, to overtake the whole city because Jesus passed by. What a wonderful day when Jesus passes by. I'll read the passage for you again in John chapter number 4, verse number 5. I hope you're still there from earlier. John chapter 4, verse number 5, it says here, Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sichar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There, came, there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? And thou, greater art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not. Neither come hither to draw. Last, uh, last time we spoke about when Jesus came by, we talked about Zacchaeus and what happened in his life 
when Jesus passed by. We likened what happened to him when he changed, uh, when he desired to see Jesus, when he desired uh, to have a relationship with Jesus. We heard about that. We spoke about that. And we saw how it's very like how we are in our lives. Before we meet Jesus, before Jesus passes by, there is a great desire to know Jesus. We see that in this woman's life right off the bat. We see her say, uh, what is this water? I want this water. I want this water that I never have to thirst again. We see later that she speaks about wanting to know about the Messiah. We see her speak to the Lord about that. And, and then she comes to the realization of the fact that he is the Messiah. And what a wonderful moment that is. Uh, but we see another picture of what happens in our lives when Jesus passes by. And I love, though, that the Lord gives us uh, the story of before uh, Jesus passed by. He gives us a little bit of backstory on uh, who this woman was. But today that's what we're going to look at for just a few moments here before uh, we go for the, our time of remembrance. I want to look at that. I want to remember. This is a day of remembrance. I want to remember what it was like when Jesus passed by in your life. I want us to remember what it was like uh, when finally we got to meet uh, or we got to uh, finally have that communion with our Messiah. What a wonderful day that was. And I hope you all remember that. But we're going to look at that today. Uh, for just a few moments. But let's have a word of prayer uh, and then we'll get into it together. Heavenly Father God, I thank you so much for allowing me to come and put into the pulpit today and bring this. Lord, I'm excited about this message, Lord, because I'm excited about what happened in my life when you came by. Lord, I pray that we'd all get a little excited about that day that you came uh, and, and you touched our lives and you touched our hearts, uh, Lord, and saved us from uh, that death and hell. Lord, I pray that if there's anybody here today uh, under the sound of my voice that does not know you as their Savior, I pray that as we go through this message today, that you just perk their heart, uh, that they would want to come to know you as their Savior. Lord, we need you, Lord. We love you. We thank you for this time, Lord. I pray that my words would not be heard as I preach this, Lord, but that your words would reign supreme over this service. I pray that all we do would be to your honor and to your glory. In your name I pray. Amen. What I see in this, in this uh, passage of Scripture is such, again, a wonderful picture of what happens when a lost person trusts in Christ. We see this woman at the well who is very clearly searching for something. She needed something. If we look back in, or if we look forward in the passage of Scripture, we see that she was looking for something because she had tried to find it in so many other things that she could not find it in. She could not find it in, in her husband. She could not find it uh, in those uh, people that she chose to spend her time with or the things that she was doing with her life. She could not find that thing that was missing in her life. But there was a day, praise God, when she went to the well to draw some water and she met this man called Jesus. And when she met this man called Jesus, nothing was the same again. I hope that when you met Jesus in your life, nothing stayed the same. I know in my life I met him at a very young age, but nothing stayed the same. The plans that I had for my life, I didn't know what they were at the time, but God changed them. The things I thought I wanted to do with my life, I didn't know what they were at the time, but God moved them to a different place. The people I thought I was going to be with at that time, though I didn't know who I was wanted to be with when I was older, God changed who it was that I was going to be with when I was older. When Jesus came into my life, a whole lot of things changed. I, I can't say that I became uh, a grade A student or uh, that I became uh, a perfect son, but a lot of stuff changed in my life when Jesus 
passed by. I pray and I hope that that's what happened in your life. I look at the world today and they're searching. Just as this woman was searching for something that was empty in her life, just as Zacchaeus was looking for something that he did not have in his life, our world today is searching. They're searching for the missing piece. They're they're searching for that piece of the puzzle that will complete their life. They're searching for fulfillment. They're searching to be filled in their life. They don't know what it is that they're missing, but they know that they're missing something. They look for it in the mystic arts. They look for it in uh, their, their music. They look for it in their political agendas. They look for it in their worldly desires. Yet the one thing that this world is lacking, that they're looking for but can never find, is not found in any of those things, but is simply found in the Word of God. It's simply found in that man Jesus who comes by in your life, that one day that He comes by and changes everything. That's what this world is searching for today. Yet they'll never find it in the things that they're looking for. Maybe you're that woman at the well today. And you're looking for something, but you don't know what it is. Today may just be that day that Jesus passes by. Today might just be that day when Jesus says, Okay, uh, I'm going to show myself to you. Come on, I'm going to come live in your heart. And I'm going to change your whole life. Today might just be that day. I see that she found a couple things when, uh, when, she, when Jesus came by. A couple things happened. Number one, she found her Messiah. We see this in verse uh, 25 and 26 of our text. It says here, The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, or that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. We see her searching already. We see the fact that she was uh, wanting to know these things, and she was looking forward to a great Messiah that was going to come but she didn't know that she was talking to that great Messiah until that next verse. In verse number 26, it says here, Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. A lot of people don't know what it is they're looking for until it hits them right in the face. Some people just don't know what they're looking for until they finally open up the Word of God or, or, or they get a gospel track that's, that somebody may have stuck on a gas pump or, or somebody put in their door and they finally read that and they find out that's what I was missing. It's right in front of my face. She finally found her Messiah. She was no doubtedly looking for Him because she had, an- she had questions that she wanted to have answers for. What a wonderful day that was in my life when all the questions that I, had answer- that I didn't have answers for. Like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, what is my purpose on this earth? Like, what is the reason to even be alive? What a wonderful day that was when all those questions were answered. When I finally got to see my Savior. When I finally got to see my salvation. Uh, What a wonderful moment that was. Not only, number one, did she find her Messiah. Number two, her need was filled. Her need was filled. We'll see that in verses 13 through 15. It says here, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. She came there looking uh, for physical sustenance in the water uh, that that well would give, but she found something much greater. Let's continue to read in verse number 14. It says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water, that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. 
What the woman at the well found that so many search for and never find is fulfillment. That thing of fulfillment, that thing of why am I on this earth? What am I here to do? When you accept Christ as your Savior, He gives you fulfillment. He gives you a reason to live. He gives you a reason to be on this earth. What a wonderful thing it is when God gives us that fulfillment. Christ offered her fulfillment without the need for refill. Without the need for refill. He said, this water that I give you, you'll never thirst again. When you accept Christ as your Savior, you'll never need to be saved again. That's final. It's final. That purpose that God has given you, you may think you need a greater purpose, but there's no greater purpose on this earth than the one that God gives to you when you accept Him as your Savior. He gives you a great purpose. He gives you a great reason to be on this earth. And you may think, well, I need something more than that, but I'm here to tell you that when He gives you that fulfillment in your life and that reason to be alive, there is no greater thing than to serve God. There's no greater purpose on this earth than to do what God has asked for you to do. And only by accepting Christ can we find that true fulfillment in our lives. And then number three, she passed it on to others. She found that fulfillment. She met her Messiah. And then she passed it on to others. She passed it on to others. We see it farther down in the passage. We see here in verse number 28, if we'll continue on there, we'll see it says, The woman then left her water pot right after Jesus uh, had told her all these things. She's, uh, the, she just left it. She, she didn't do anything else. She left her water pot there. She had to go tell somebody. The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the man, Come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. And we'll skip down to verse number 39. It says here, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, He told me all that, I, that ever I did. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. And said unto the woman, And, and said they unto the woman, Now we believe... Not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. They're saying here, they're, they're, they're telling the woman, uh, we're not just believing because you said it. We went and found out for ourselves. But what a wonderful thing it was that when she found her Messiah, when she found her fulfillment, when she found her salvation, when Jesus came by in her life, she couldn't just keep quiet. She immediately left. When she went there to get, she even left that behind. Her whole purpose to going to the well was to pick up water, wasn't it? Yet what should she do? She left the pots. She went there to get something and she couldn't, even, she couldn't even bring back the pots of water. She was so excited about what happened in her life that she just had to go. She had to go tell somebody. She had a great thirsting before for a water that, that could not quench her thirst. And then when she found that water that could quench her thirst, she went and took it to others. What a great thing it is when Jesus comes by in our lives. I hope, number one, that He changed everything about you. 
I hope, number one, that God uh, took you and said, you're here right now, but I've got plans for you over here. And, and I hope that God has brought you to this place where now you're serving Him. And now you're doing His will. And now you have fulfillment in your life. What a wonderful day that was. But not only that, I hope that you are not only doing what God has asked for you to do and you found your fulfillment, but that I pray that you're not content uh, with the fact that you yourself has found it. You've got to give it to somebody else. I hope that you've got that prick. That prick that tells you, I've got to get it out. I've got to give out that gospel tract. I've got to go through the gospel with somebody. I can't just sit here and be quiet. God has saved my soul. God has done this for me. He's died on the cross. Uh, we're going to do it later. We're going to look at the fact that He broke His body for us and the fact that He spilled His blood for us. He's done all that for me. And I can't just sit down and be quiet. I've got to go tell somebody. I pray that that's your desire in this life. Not just to receive Christ yourself, which is such a wonderful thing. Uh, that's number one. You've got to get that settled. If it's not settled yet, please settle it today. But not only that, that's not the only thing we're on this earth to do. We've got to give it out. We've got to give it to the next person. I see here she couldn't hold the good news in. She just couldn't hold it. She had to go and proclaim it. And then what happened? Those who she gave it to went back to see Jesus for themselves and saw that He was the Messiah and that He was the true God. And he, they asked Him, please come and teach us and show others. And a great multitude of people came to know Christ. You never know what your salvation will do in somebody else's life. You'll never know. You might not know till heaven what change you made in your life that affected somebody else's life. But when Jesus came by in your life, I pray that there was many that heard it. We saw it with Zacchaeus. We saw that he, he couldn't, it wasn't just him that got affected when Jesus came by. His whole household came to know Christ. What happened when Jesus came by in your life? Did he change some things around? Maybe some things need changing. Maybe He hasn't come by in your life yet. Maybe you're still searching for something. Maybe you're still searching for purpose. Maybe you're still searching for that water that will quench that great thirst that you have in your life. You, you've searched for things. Uh, our world has done it today. Uh, they've searched for things. Uh, they've searched for something to quench that thirst. Uh, they're in a desert land. They don't know it. They have air conditioning and all this, but they don't know it. They're in a desert land, uh, and they have no quenching for their thirst. And they don't realize that if they were to just open up the Word of God and look at what the Word of God said, they would find the great quenching for their thirst. Has your thirst been quenched? Have you got that great water that God has for you? Have you accepted that free gift of salvation? If you have, are you giving it to somebody else? Are you giving it to the next person? Are you taking that water and saying, I, I, I've been, I, I, my thirst has been quenched, but I know you've got a thirst as well. Here, have this wonderful water that springs up to everlasting in your life. 
that will change your life, that will change everything about you, uh, that, that will change all that you ever knew about this life. Here, have a, take a sip of this water. Are you giving it out today? Are you giving that water to somebody else who needs it? You, you, you've got your water. You, your thirst is quenched. There ought to be another thirst that comes up in your life after that. And that's the thirst to give out that gospel to somebody else. I know I've been hitting on it a lot over the past couple of weeks. But it's so important for us as Christians to be giving the gospel out. To give the gospel to somebody else. Just as with Zacchaeus, we see that the product of trusting God is an overwhelming desire to tell others. Is that a desire in your life today? I pray that it is. Remember when Jesus passed by in your life. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget it. You accepted that great gift. Now lead somebody else to that gift. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we thank you. Just a short message this morning, Lord. I know we're saving time to be able to go and remember what you've done for us. Lord, I pray that as we do have this remembrance time, that we would think about that day that we finally so sweetly accepted you as our Savior. And finally, Lord, you came by in our life. I pray that all those who are here today will have had a time that they remember that you came by. And they accepted you and you changed everything that they thought they knew about life. Lord, we need you. Our world needs you today. I pray that you put a desire in each and every one of us. I pray that you'd put a great thirst in each and every one of us to tell others. The altars are open and as they are, maybe you need to come forward today. And just say, I've got that thirst that hasn't been quenched. Maybe you need to come forward today and just say, I've never accepted Christ as my Savior. Don't wait. Don't let another moment go by without accepting Christ as your Savior. Come, come on down. As the piano plays, maybe you need to come down and just say, I haven't been giving it out this way I should. I haven't been giving out the gospel the way I know I should. Maybe you just come forward and say, Lord, I've got my thirst quenched, but I know there's others, and I'm going to pledge today to give it out. Maybe that's you. You come. The altars are open. time we're going to ask brother Jesse and brother Allen to please come forward we're going to have our Lord's Supper together this is a wonderful time of remembrance this uh, the
juice that we are about to partake of together does not turn into the blood of Christ, nor does the bread that we are about to eat turn into the body of Christ. It is simply a picture of what Jesus did for us, of His precious body that was broken for us, and His precious blood that was spilt for us on the cross of Calvary. In 1 Corinthians, we see uh, the Apostle Paul is giving some rebuke to this church because they have not given the proper status to this time of remembrance. I'll read here for you what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11. It says here, Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, that ye come together not for the better, but for the worse. First of all, when ye come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. For there must also be heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. When ye come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, every one taketh before other his own supper. And one is hungry, and another is drunken. What, have ye not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God, and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. We see there in verse number 29, it says, For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. We must give proper preeminence to what it is that we are about to do. The Bible says in verse number 28, but let a man examine himself. At this time, we're going to uh, bow our heads and close our eyes and just take a moment to examine ourselves and see if there might be anything between you and God. If there's something between you and God before we take this and before we remember this, get that settled now. Get that taken care of. If there's something between you and somebody else, take care of that. Don't take this unworthily. Don't uh, don't take this flippantly. Don't take this uh, in a manner of uh, just not thinking about it. Let's take a moment and let's examine ourselves.
in Luke chapter number 22, it says in verse number 14, And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him, and said, For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof, until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks, and said, Take this, and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine, until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread, and gave thanks, and brake it, and gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. At this time, I'm going to ask Brother Jesse and Brother Allen uh, to please stand. Brother Jesse, I'd ask for you to please give thanks for the bread. Dear Grace and Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we could come together to remember you, Lord. Help us as we examine ourselves, Lord, to clear all matters between us and you, Lord, that we are worthy to take these elements before you. As we take this bread, Lord, help us to remember, Lord, what you have done for us, the love that you have shown and you have given us, Lord, and help us to be worthy. Help us to continue to do the things according to thy word. We give you the honor and glory in all things, Lord. We thank you for the love that you've had and help us. We pray in your name. Amen. Amen. As they distribute this, as you look at what you're about to hold in your hand, again, as I said earlier, this does not become the body of Christ. It is simply a picture of the body of Christ. As you hold that in your hand, think about what our Savior went through for you. His body that was broken. The wounds that He sustained on His body. Think about that as you look at that small piece of bread in your hand. Think about what it is that our Savior had done for you. Remember what it is that He did and the significance of what that meant for him to give up his body for you. And he took bread, and gave thanks, and brake it, and gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. I'd ask Brother Allen and Brother Jim, or Brother Jesse, to please stand up. 
Brother Allen, if you'd please ask the blessing on the cup. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, give me the water that I thirst not. It's a privilege to serve you, Lord. Now, as we come to this time, we come to the table of elements, Lord. We examined ourselves here. We do this to make sure that we are closer to you, Lord, than last month. We, we do examine ourselves at this time. Lord, now, as we come here for the, for the blood that was shed, Lord, the death, the burial, the resurrection, and, and the shed blood for us as we represent this, Lord, we, we do this in remembrance for you until you come again. Lord, we ask this in your glorious name. Amen. Amen. As they pass out this cup of unfermented grape juice, we think of the fermentation process in the Bible. It is a picture of sin. That is why we do use unfermented grape juice as well as unleavened bread, because leaven in the Bible is a picture of sin, and our Savior had no sin in Him. He had no sin in Him whatsoever. That is how He was able to go to the cross to pay for our sins. Again, this cup of juice that you hold in your hand does not become the blood of Christ. It is simply a picture of the blood that he shed for us. I did not know this, but I accidentally in my Bible had had uh, the end of my notes here to where I was able to read uh, our Savior's last words on the cross. And I'll read them for you now. As you hold that blood in, or that, that juice in your hand, think of the blood that he shed as he said these words. In Matthew 27, verses 45 and 46, it says this, Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And then he gave up the ghost and died for us. Again, as you hold this juice in your hand, remember the blood that was spilled. Likewise, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament on my blood, which is shed for you. It says in Matthew chapter number 26 that after they had supped together and had their supper together, they went out and sung a hymn. So let's get our hymn books out together. If one of you gentlemen would hand me a hymn book, please. Thank you. Let's sing about the blood, shall we? Let's see if I can find one here quickly. I should have had one. 195. 195. Yes, that's a good one. I, know, I, I don't remember the name of it, but I know that there is one. Nothing but the blood. Let's, let's all stand together and we'll sing nothing but the blood. Let's sing the first, the second, and the last together. I'll move back up here so that I can see a little better. Nothing but the blood, hymn number 195. We'll sing it together. The first, the second, and the last. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow. White as snow, no other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. On that second verse, for my pardon, this I see. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, this my plea. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. All oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. On that last verse, sing it out this morning. This is all my hope and peace, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. All oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. wonderful song nothing in this world can save me but the blood of jesus amen well let's have a word of prayer and we'll close our service heavenly father god we thank you so much for allowing us to meet together today lord and to uh, observe your lord's supper together and to remember uh, that day that you passed by in our lives lord i pray that none of us would ever forget that day lord i pray that each and every one of us would be excited and driven and desirous to see souls saved and to go out and to reach other people lord because of what you've done for us lord thank you for the great blood that you shed on that cross to pay for our sins lord thank you for your body that was broken for me uh, that i could know at one day uh, that i could know that i know that i know that i'm going to heaven someday lord i thank you so much for that lord i thank you for the wonderful service that we had this morning thank you for all those that came uh, and joined us today i hope they would have gotten a blessing from this lord i pray that you take us home safely th this morning and bring us back safely this evening in your name i pray Amen. Thank you all for coming. You are dismissed. I'll see you tonight at 6 o'clock.